Welcome to A Work in Progress with Mark and Pete. Look, we have colors behind us. There's colors. Our setup looks a little bit different, as you can tell. Where are we? We are in the basement. That's right, the basement. (laughs) We've been relegated to the basement. Yeah. Relegated. Is that the word? I don't know what relegated means. Relegated. But it sounded good. Relegated. I think that's it. Yeah, I believe you. Mm. You're the uh, educated one. Well. (laughs) And the more well-read one. So if your wife, you watch our pod, if you listen to our podcasts, um, this We're, is no different whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it should, should be roughly this. We can be wherever you want us to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, watch uh, our podcasts. If you watch and you're like, where are you guys? It's all purple and what is this? What kind of shade of blue would you call this? I don't know my shades of blue. This, <laughs> <laughs> it's this teal? Teal? Sea foam? Turquoise? No, it's not turquoise. Sea foam. Sea foam, I think, is green. Oh. I was going to go with you. Yeah. Whatever. Um, blue? Yeah, we'll just say blue. Blue. blue, Bluish with a hint of green. Anyways. I don't see any green in it. No? Well, it's like a grayish decide. blue. You're going to have to, if you're just listening on Spotify, watch it on YouTube and see, look mm-hmm. at these. Or you can watch it on Spotify. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can actually you watch, watch the video If you listen on, on Apple Podcasts, then, then you're out of luck. You're out of luck. Yeah. Or but the, these colors are quite your loud. your favorite podcast is available. Right. <laughs> So how are you today, my friend? I'm tired. You're drinking some coffee? Yeah, yeah. Which is I rare know. for you. So yeah, you must, must I'm not be. a coffee drinker. I love it. Um, and so um, newborn baby has pushed me over the edge of yeah. drinking drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do now. <laughs> that's who I am now. We help? talked about this not long, not many weeks ago. about Yeah, about me not drinking coffee. Yeah, being a coffee person. Yeah, and I never wanted to become dependent on it. Well... Annabelle, uh, mm. uh, she's up. Is this how it starts with a baby? Usually, <laughs> I mean, I've had babies. Why am I saying babies? Babies, 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 baby, baby, baby. baby. Have you seen Walk the Line? No, a uh, long time uh, ago. Maybe. Johnny Cash movie yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese oh. Witherspoon. Joaquin Phoenix isn't that? Yeah, he's Johnny Cash. No way. Yeah. Yeah, he is. The Joker is Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic wow. movie. Uh, he does a great job, and I like his singing voice that he that he has too in that movie. But uh, there's a part where Reese Witherspoon, who's June Carter in the movie, she got, he keeps calling her baby, mm-hmm. and so she says baby, 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 like that because <laughs> she's got that southern accent too. So that made me think of that. Um, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. So now I uh, now I'm drinking coffee every once in a while to give me that extra little boost. Welcome aboard, sir. We'll see how long. It's good it to lasts. have you on the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Do people like the taste? Most, I think, lie if they say they do. Okay. Uh, and everyone else who's not lying either is interesting in their tastes or they butter it up with so much stuff. The majority mm. of people don't just drink coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Uh, I'm the there's like different types of coffee people. Yeah. Um, and most of them would be at odds with each other. Mm. You know, there's the, uh, the people who just want the Frappuccino, which is essentially like a, an ice cream smoothie. That's all sugary and caramel yeah. and all this like whipped cream stuff. Yeah. And there's a little bit of coffee in there. Without a doubt. Yeah. And then there's bit. the black coffee drinkers who the Frappuccino people think are right and true. crazy. They are crazy. Yeah. But if you're going for coffee for taste, usually that's a black coffee person, yeah. drinker, because uh, 
you taste the coffee more than if you drown it out with like creamer. So those are people like are particular about like Colombian blend. Right. Yeah. They're like, I want to get my coffee from an area, from a region, from mm, a certain it tastes brand. Different. Yeah. Oh dude. Significantly. Cause I usually drink my coffee black. Um, just because creamer has so much junk in it that yeah. I don't want that. I'm just like, eh, let's drink it black. But if you put creamer in it, then you can basically buy any coffee. You won't go for the cheap stuff because... Then you can just load it up. Yeah. You're not going to taste it really anyways. My palate has gotten pretty sophisticated. I can tell the difference between like a vanilla frappuccino and a caramel frappuccino now. <laughs> there's a difference between the two. Nice. Nice. If, yeah. You're you really, really getting, have to pay attention to it. You're really getting there. You got to let it really sit on the tongue. Yeah. Did you know I used to work at Starbucks? Yeah, I've told you that. Right? I think you did. Yeah. The thing is, I can't justify paying that much for coffee when I can get, you know, like a, a 70 cent cup at home. You That's know? fair. It's just tough for me to spend five or six bucks on a fancy coffee. Yeah. It's more of a treat, you know, go out once in a while for. Especially if you're just drinking it black. Yeah. If I do that, though, I'm not going to probably get black coffee. If I go, go to a yeah. coffee shop. You'll get a yummy coffee. I'll get a yummy like coffee, a coffee. Because you're going out. It's the same with me going out to eat is when we go to, to dinner places, mm. it's hard for me to buy something that I normally would just have at home anyways. Yeah. Like a salad. I almost will never get a salad. Because you can make a salad at home. Because it sounds so easy, and I could do that at home, and yeah. I'm not paying 13 bucks for something that's really like four, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're overpaying for everything. But um, another thing is like chicken. Like I, I don't think I've ever ordered chicken at a really? restaurant. Because we have chicken so often at home. Yeah. And... It's like I could like make it at home so quick and easy. If yeah. you're out, you might as well get something different than the norm. That's my strategy. Like I feel like um, anything on the menu you could make with YouTube. Well, yeah, I suppose. But I prefer to get like, if I'm out to eat, I'll get like a crazy burger. Like something that's got like all the fun stuff on it. Gotcha. Like yeah. mushrooms and onions. But and you're like not going to have like the ingredients just sitting around your house. With. Yeah. Or um, uh, if they have like a decent steak or something like that, mm. I'll get that. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm a big fan of steak and like mashed potatoes. Mm, man. What's your go-to if you go out to eat? What do you like to order? Like if I'm splurging or like... Yeah, let's just say money's not an option. Money's not, not an, an option. issue. Money's not an issue. It's going to be the uh, steak and potatoes yeah. steak option. Oh, especially if they have like the uh, like the mashed potatoes that have the skins in it still. Oh, big so fan good. of that. Me too. Big fan of that. Me yeah. too. I didn't grow up eating that with the skins in it at all. I think we had it once in a while, but it was rare. Because yeah. my, we would usually just get the box stuff. I feel like that's like top tier mashed potatoes. Oh, top like tier. you're at a fancy restaurant. If you're <laughs> mashed potatoes with the skins in mm. April, my wife, she refuses to get the kids mac and cheese off the kids menu because it's nine out of 10, just crafts mac and cheese. Yeah. It's kind of the same like, strategy as yeah. me. Yeah. Thought process. It was crazy because like the kids menu, they'll have like crafts mac and cheese and then they'll have like two cheeseburgers and it's the same price yeah and one is significantly better than the other agreed and my kids without a doubt will say can i get mac and cheese yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then your heart sinks just a little just a little oh all right <laughs> and part of you dies inside yeah but it's okay i just paid seven dollars for Kraft macaroni and cheese yeah oh i always use uh pringles as my inflation system because what? uh as my gauge for inflation, because when I was in high school, yeah. I was working at Piggly Wiggly and I remember Pringles were 99 cents, not, like a, not like on a, sale, like a, a, a full, filler. a full, full can, a full can of Pringles, a tennis can of Pringles. Yep. It was 99 cents. And, uh, I remember the first time seeing it change. And for whatever reason that like 
solidified a long-term memory in my brain oh. of like, oh, now it's one nineteen. It was ninety nine cents, like you know, a week ago. I don't know. Um, oh. I don't know, but it's probably like two two something at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of grocery items are doubled from like ten years ago. Probably, yeah, like uh, doubled. Like they like just go up like every little bit, so you don't mm. notice it. Yeah. The other thing that bothers me is, especially like little snack cake, like little Debbie. Oh, they'll get you by like s- just shrinking the size of everything. Oh yeah, without slowly, a doubt. like the actual size of each individual uh-huh. thing, and then they'll sell the same box, but they'll be less in there. Like they used to sell with twelve of them in there, and now they sell with eight of them in there. And they're smaller. It's like, mm. come on, you guys. Everything looks the and same. And the price is higher. It's jerks. I remember I saw it with two things. One was, uh, I think it's called Sunkissed. It's a, it's like a chewy caramel rice patty that's covered in chocolate. Mm. Anyways, they used to be like... Sunkissed is soda, though. What is it called then? Starkissed? It oh. might be Starkissed. Okay. Anyways, oh, okay. I think I it's a little talking. Debbie. It's, it's just yeah, like a round... Talking. Yeah. Like rice crispy snack that's got like caramel, it's chewy, and then dipped in chocolate. Yeah. And they used to be like this when I was a kid. And now they were like this. And now they're like this. Yeah. Like I remember I remember seeing the change and like telling all my siblings, like, what the heck is it's the first time I felt betrayed yeah. as a child. <laughs> and you think it's actually shrinking? It's not you're just getting bigger? I hands. guarantee you they're much smaller than they used to be. Yeah. The other thing was these sun belt granola bars mm. did the same thing. Because they, really they used to be like, <laughs> trying to do a rectangle <laughs> with my hands. It's not working. They Looks used to like be like this. Frowny face. And now they're like, <laughs> now they're like that. No way. Oh yeah. Bite size. They're, they've shrunk significantly. It's very oh, disappointing. Man. Anyways, we're talking a lot about food, but that's fine. No, I'm making me hungry. <laughs> For star kisses. Sure. I noticed it with oatmeal cream pies. Yeah. Daddy's got oatmeal cream pies. And I feel like those are just like little bite size chews now. Mm-hmm. Those, is that the sandwich ones? Yeah. It makes me think of um, the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Because that was in the the oh, yard. They found that in the lawn when they uh, were tiny. They came up on one of those oatmeal cream pie. Oh, man. Snack sandwiches. Good. Yeah. Those are like a favorite snack growing up. We, we were big on the cosmic brownies. Mm, yeah. Chewy, delicious brownie with the little crunchies on top. Good. You remember when they stopped making Twinkies? I mean, I think they've started making them again. I didn't know they stopped. No, there was a lot. You don't. You weren't. You weren't privy to that craziness. I, it might have happened, and I just like. I think it was re- repressed the in memory. College, but like Twinkies were going on eBay for like crazy amounts of prices because they said they were going to stop making them. I vaguely remember, but like after a few months, they brought them back because there was yeah. so much of an outcry. Because <laughs> if there's one thing to get upset about in this world, it's no more Twinkies. I wonder if that had anything to do with that Zombieland movie. Have you Man, seen Zombieland? Not in a really long time okay. ago. All right. I need to watch some we need to bring old in, movies again. We need to bring in a guest <laughs> that's just seen all the movies I've seen so they, they can relate <laughs> they to what I'm bringing up. Yeah, but Woody Harrelson's character in Zombieland. Just do viewing parties. Just where we yeah. watch a movie and provide commentary for the oh, entire dude. movie. Yeah. I have to do that if we're watching it, uh, like a horror movie with my brothers. Yeah. We'll watch horror like rarely. Uh-huh. But uh, when we do, it's like I have to try and like make light of it because I don't. I get scared so oh, yeah. easy. Without a doubt, I'm genu- I get genuinely. It's the only way I can get through it. Yeah, Be like ah, that's funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta keep it light. 
What's the the one like a paranormal activity? Is that a movie? That's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah. That's I watched. I never watch scary movies, mm-hmm. but that's one I watched with a bunch of my youth students. Okay. It was probably a terrible idea. <laughs> um, Whose idea was, was it? <laughs> they said, "Let's watch this movie. It's oh. not that bad." I was like, uh, "Okay." Oh no. Uh, but I had to make jokes the entire time because yeah. I was cowering in fear. I my insides. My first experience with that movie. That was one of the first scary movies I'd seen was yeah. parano- paranormal activity. And I think I was probably like 13 mm. and I went to my friend's house and at my friend's house, we then went to his friend's house. Mm. So I transferred twice. <laughs> so now I'm at <laughs> my, my, my friend's friend's house who I've never been to his, his house before. Oh man. I'd met him, but I never so been there's an unknown environment. It's an unknown environment. And they have like a really scary, like horse barn that we were running around in at night. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's, it was creepy. Uh, And then we ended up going inside and we go upstairs and we put on this movie and I'm already kind of creeped out from one, not being somewhere I recognize Mm. two running around the horse barn late at night was kind of creepy. It was fun, but whatever. Yeah. And then uh, they put the movie on and they all fell asleep. No way. And I'm up looking around at everyone else sleeping like oh no it's just me and the scary movie and it's like i don't know how this tv works i don't know how to turn it off <laughs> like oh my I'm goodness like, petrified there <laughs> it's like 13 year old and i've like never seen a horror movie before and i would say paranormal isn't like horror because mm. it's just like the paranormal stuff yeah but it's definitely like spooky and yeah. scary so it's i was not a horror movie i don't think so mm. i don't know if i would classify would it as, classified as a horror movie then um, like the Saw movies are definitely horror and like, that's like a gore horror. Um, gore. It's a gore film. <laughs> it's a new genre. I like it. <laughs> I guess it would be a horror. It's like a, it's like a, a genre of so the like genre. Thriller. Yeah, maybe. Like thriller there's horror. there's not really, if I remember that movie correctly, there's just like stuff moving around the house. Yeah. Like stuff just moves because there's a. An entity in the people like it. Well, yeah, I guess maybe I fell asleep or closed my eyes. There's like the scenes where like the person was like staring at the person by the side of the bed like the whole time. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't remember that. I might have blacked out. (laughs) That might be. That's definitely horror. (laughs) I'm I'm scared right now. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Yeah, I don't do scary movies. No, I watched the it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? The one that just came out? <laughs> yeah, with the clown. Yeah, with the clown. Yeah. Penny, Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. I went and watched that with a good buddy of mine mm-hmm. and uh, who likes scary movies. And um, yeah, it was scary. It probably wasn't scary, but for me, it was like super scary. I think it was scary. I think there's just like levels of it, depending on your tolerance of mm. scary. Um, that's like a comedy movie, though, too. Some people think comedies. Certain ones are funny. Some people think oh, they're not funny. Oh, I thought you were saying it is like a comedy movie. No, no, no. Like, you did not catch that I'm part. I'm just saying some people will go to a comedy and they're like, ah, oh, it wasn't funny. Oh, yeah. But someone else goes and you're like, oh, that was hilarious. That was hysterical. So yeah. I think it's probably the same with a horror, scary movie. It's like yeah. you thought it was very scary. Yeah. But your tolerance is also a lot lower than someone who goes yeah. all the time. And they probably go to enjoy getting a, a slight thrill, but it's probably not nearly as scary mm-hmm. for them. For them. Yeah, because I'm assuming like the more you watch, the more immune you become. Probably. It's just like anything. Your yeah. tolerance goes up over time. Mm-hmm. Coffee. 
same oh, thing. Same thing. Tolerance goes up over time. Start drinking more and more and more. Our drugs, same. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, probably. I don't know. My assumption. Did you watch Napoleon Dynamite growing up? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We we quoted that all the time. All the time. My brother had a doll with a button where no he way. would say like his catchphrases. They made like Napoleon Dynamite merch. Oh yeah. It was a big deal. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. I knew it, man. But it was like an indie movie, wasn't it? It started out as a super indie movie. Like, I think it held the record, at least for a while, of um, the most, what's the word? Like, the most money made off of it versus mm. the lowest budget. Oh, so yeah. I think the budget. There's no budget to The that budget movie. for it was like $50,000 or yeah, something. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, it was like next to zero. And because yeah. uh, there was no big actors or actresses in uh-huh. it. At the time. Um, yeah. yeah, and they didn't have any like special effects. It was just. Mm. It was just like in a town. Dude. Yeah, but we watched that all the time. And I think it turned into like a cult classic kind of thing. So oh, it's, it's a, so good. It, it became pretty big. Yeah. Um, It had the one guy that was kind of a big actor. I'm terrible with actors' names. Which one? But like the, the judo instructor guy. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. He's kind of the life. biggest name in it. Probably. Um, yeah. But he was more of a cameo. Yeah, like, that's yeah. true. I um, Rex Quando. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when I proposed to April, I sang her a song um, called "Always and Forever." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, came from the the song at their wedding, and so like a legitimately a verse of it is, "I love technology, oh, but man. not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology, always and forever." Except your voice is actually nice compared to. <laughs> What is it, Ken? Is it, it's not Ken, is it? No. What is it? Kip. 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 Is Kip. it Kip? It's Kip, oh. yeah. His is like, oh, I love technology. <laughs> so good. Fantastic. Oh, I got to watch that movie. Yeah. You don't have time. You don't have time. <laughs> I need you have to a newborn. introduce Annabelle to yeah. that movie. Yeah, there you go. I'll Maybe she'll sleep through sign it. Sign it off as parenting. Yeah. <laughs> this is my parenting time watching yep. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. With my child. No. Oh. But yeah, so um, tired, drinking coffee, sleeping when I can. Mm-hmm. Yep. But worth it's every second of it. Parenthood for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Um, Any new developments? I know last time we talked about some things you learned in the midst of struggle. Um, yeah, I guess... I'll mention it, but I had talked to you in the past about using nicotine pouches mm. for like little boosts here and there. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, this isn't good. So I should stop doing that. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. Um, and I would justify it because there's no tobacco in it. It's just the nicotine drive from it. Yeah. Um, but it affects like your dopamine levels and like your, the hormones and stuff going on in your brain and going back to like the tolerance of, Mm. horror movies or caffeine or anything. It's like the more you have some, the more you need to get the same result. Yeah. Um, and like the first couple times you have some nicotine, you're like, wow, I feel like a million bucks. This mm. is great. I want to get all these things done. I feel super productive. Um, which is probably why a lot of like old timey, like writers, like authors mm. would smoke all the time because oh, yeah. it kind of bumps up your like creative part of your brain and your uh, focus and your yeah. drive to like get things done. Yeah. So when I was like in spots where I was super stressed out with the gym 
and like just feeling like no motivation. Yeah. Um, it helped give me a bump. Yeah. Um, so it's just a little pouch that you like put in your lip. Um, again, no tobacco or anything in it, but how long did the bump last? Um, it would depend, but usually only like 10, 15, 20 minutes tops. Oh wow. And then it would kind of fade and be gone. Yeah. Um, and then you either kind of just ride the, the back tail of it mm. or you get more. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they have different milligram like pouches. Yeah. So two is the, the smallest amount. Um, and you can go up to like eight or maybe even 12 or something. Um, but Noah was telling me how he works with some guys. Noah's my brother. He's telling me he works with some guys who will have like multiple four or eight or tens, like, like, like two or four yeah. at the same time in their mouth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your tolerance goes up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just recently came off that again because all it takes is that one super stressful day of like, anxiety and stress and you're just like you know what would help a lot is this thing that i know has helped me in the mm. past and then you're like oh yeah why why was i dumb enough to give this up before yeah because this really helps me a lot um and one of the things that helped me like decide to quit it again was it really dehydrated my vocal cords mm. so yeah, when you're dehydrated yeah. it's harder to talk and um i lead workout classes all the time all the time so it was like inhibiting my ability to do my job. Mm. Um, that was that. And then just the, when you're not using it, you don't feel as good mm. because you're, you're screwing up your normal levels of what your brain should be doing as far as joy. I feel like that's the way with anything. Yeah. Like any type of drug. That's a big deal. I think with social media these yeah, days, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like yeah. social media. Yeah. Like if you like don't use social media for a while after you've been like on it all the mm -hmm. time, like you feel like a part of you is missing. Yeah. Yep. But then if you go and get past that, mm -hmm. your baseline is like where it should be and you're normal. Yeah. And then like simple things like cleaning up the kitchen, yeah. like feels fun and good yeah. and like rewarding. Taking the dog for a walk is like not a yeah. chore. It's refreshing. It's fun. Yeah. It's rewarding. It's that little bump because you're kind of floating around here yeah. which is where a normal human should be yeah. instead of like i feel so great i feel so bad i feel so great i feel awful yeah and then the only way you can be like baseline is you know on your phone mm -hmm. using social media having caffeine nicotine whatever it is that you're hooked on to give you that bump and yeah. obviously it's not healthy but i think yeah. probably the majority of um at least America is with that, with something. Oh yeah. Junk There's food, something. you know, yeah. Soda, all those things that give you a little boost. Yeah. And then realizing like, Oh, if I had to give that up, that would suck. I wonder what like the drugs of the past were. Well, other than like, well, what's the drugs. past? But like, so like technology is a huge one right yeah, now. Yeah. Like huge addiction for people. Yeah. Like what, what was it before? Like all of Tobacco that. Tobacco was a big deal. <laughs> Cigarettes was a big it's thing. It's fair. Um, I think alcohol has and still is yeah. for a decent percentage of people. I don't like, know what, how What long... did people like do when they were just like derping at their house? I think they would have social events. Like they would talk to people. Go hang out with people. Do you like <laughs> not that long ago? I think like the drop in was probably a lot more common. 
Like just go into somebody's house, and be like, "Hey, I'm here now." I'm ridiculous to be. I think they like talk to people, people and like, stuff. I think people what? used to. That sounds ancient. People used to maybe engage in meaningful conversation, what? socialize with people they cared about. Yeah, yeah. People would just like drop into people's houses. Mm. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> You probably have anxiety because you're on your phone too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. They didn't have as much anxiety. They're like, oh, cool people. Yay, people. We were just sitting here throwing rocks at the wall. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> throwing rocks at the wall. Yeah. I think a, a big part of it, too, is you lose your uh, like creativity process because you're not, not doing anything. You're mm. always doing something. Yeah. Even like in my car, I realized like I'll put a video on that I can listen to. Yeah. Like, because just the radio is almost not stimulating enough anymore. Wow. It's like, yeah. you got to have sound effects and like, it, yeah. you need all it's, it's not good. You need an awesome podcast to listen to. Yeah. A work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal messaging. Just put that on repeat throughout the entire podcast, even though they're in progress. They're currently already listening to it. That's so it's right. not even helpful. We listen to our podcast. Yeah. Man, I should listen to a work. <laughs> <laughs> Just ends. I think I should listen again. Um, but yeah, we don't have a lot of time, dead time in our lives anymore where you can just allow your brain to kind of, you know, explore and think yeah. and come up with fun ideas. And yeah. um, that's, that's not as common. I read an article about the two top things that destroyed relationships and like the, the community atmosphere in our country. It was the writers. They have statistics. I just don't have any sources. Just trust me, bro. Just trust yeah, me. Right, right. You can um, Google it if you want. <laughs> there were two things that they said that drastically hindered um, people relating. Do you have any idea what they would be? A phone? Social media? TV. Television was the first one. Okay. But you won't get to the other one. You give up? Yeah. Air conditioning. Like the thermostat? <laughs> like what degree to set it to? No, just like having air conditioning in your house. Because before everybody would be outside. Oh. They'd be related, relating with you oh. and another. But then when they had air conditioning, they would, oh. everybody would spend all their time inside. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought you meant like feuds <laughs> between relationships. Like, like divorce rates went up. <laughs> Because people had to decide, like, I want it at 73. We can't afford that. Are you crazy? Your mother was right. This isn't going to work. It's too cold. I want a divorce. (laughs) I haven't been comfortable since we've been together. (laughs) It's me or the thermostat. You sound like you're in the 20s. I don't know when the air conditioning started. Man, see? It's me or the thermostat. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we let a lot of things come in the way of relationships. And a lot of things come in the way of things that are important. Yeah. Um, it's all about your brain. Yeah. And self-control and discipline is, is tough when your brain is like screaming at you on inside your skull like, we need this thing right now. Like you're passing by, you know, a drive through mm. and you're just a tiny bit hungry yeah. and you know, you have good food at home that you could make. Yeah. 
but your brain's like, we need this we need right, this right now. now. We're not going to survive if you don't get it. And you're like, well, I want to survive. I better go. <laughs> I have to survive. <laughs> yeah. Man cannot live by bread alone. He also needs Taco Bell. Dude, Taco Bell is, used to be dynamite. I haven't had it in a long time. I, yeah. I feel like, so the, when I remember Taco Bell is when it was like super cheap. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I remember about Taco Bell. Like yeah. you could go and get so much stuff and like only drop like, yeah, like five bucks. Yeah. And then I went there the other day and that is no longer the case. Yeah, no. Pringles, baby. <laughs> Pringles. Everything's, everything's Dublin and Triplin. Um, but so, so what I noticed is even like feeding and holding Annabelle. Like in that moment, that's like, I, I can't even be focused in that moment. Like I yeah. have my phone and I'm working or texting or sending emails. Or I was rocking Henry to sleep for a nap yeah. earlier today. He was on my chest. We were on his bed yeah. and I was rocking him and I pulled my phone out and yeah. behind him, I'm playing chess on yeah. my phone. Exactly. It's like, you can't just exist. Yeah. There has to be stimulation. Yeah. Which is crazy. Because the five minutes where I put my phone down and was just engaged with Annabelle and staring at her were like the best five minutes of my day. Dude, it was awesome. we forget yeah. how awesome it is. It's like when you go for a walk or a jog and you haven't done it for like years and you're like, man, that was great. I got to clear my head. I got some fresh air. It's like, mm. I should do this every day. And then the next day comes, you're like, was it really that great? <laughs> Man, I don't know where my tennis shoes are. Oh, they're over there, but they're way over there. I don't be honest. I have never gone on a jog and thought that was great. (laughs) Really? I just feel awesome. Going to the gym, like going to Upraxia, that's great. I feel great. Love it after I go. Going on a job is straight agony for me. I take four steps and I get self conscious about how my hands are flopping in front of me. My strides, I'm trying to run like in tempo with my music, and then a slow song comes up and I'm like running in slow motion. Oh man, I'm just too self-conscious to jog. That's fair. I've definitely thought about the wrist thing too. It's like, what do I do with my hands? I can't do this. Because, well, you know, an avid runner once told me that like when, when you run, you clench your hands and that exerts so much more energy. Mm. So you need that. But then, but now I run and I like flop no, my wrists I, everywhere. And I definitely judge any better. those people. The flaily wrist runners. Flaily wrist, yeah. but they are saving so much energy. So much energy, <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know. Yeah. They're gonna zoom past you because <laughs> they have floppy wrists. It's mm. the same people that have those super short shorts on, <laughs> and they weigh like twenty five pounds, <laughs> yes. and they're just floating through. <laughs> they don't need X rays because propelled you by their them. wrists flopping. It's helping them. It's helping them go faster, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment if you no. jog with floppy wrists. No. We still love you. We're just jealous. Just, <laughs> just straight jealousy. My brother runs a lot. He's an avid runner. Mm. And his mentality is like, I run so that I can eat what I want. That's why um, a lot of people exercise yeah. so they can eat more. Yeah. And so he like, yeah, he runs marathons and stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah, I I'm know. not. I don't care for that. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. It's too a little excessive. Well, I also, <laughs> I also genuinely have concern about your knees. Mm. Like I've seen a lot of people who are long distance runners um, mm. and done it. I almost said chronic, like it's a disease. A chronic <laughs> long distance runner. Chronic. They <laughs> were diagnosed. I mean, it's right. one thing if you. <laughs> 
during <laughs> cross country when you're in high school and college, but like people who have done it for like a decade, yeah. you know, a lot of those people's knees are just ruined because yeah. it's just hit, hit, hit yeah. over and over again <clears throat> on their knees. So to be fair, my grandma's knees are ruined. And I don't know if she's ever run a day in her life. That's so. fair. <laughs> yeah. So correlation does not mean causation, <laughs> but it may, yeah. My knees really hurt when I was at the gym the other day and I realized it's because I haven't been here in a week. That's a factor. <laughs> I need That'll to do it. I need to fix that. Yeah. That's all right. You were there. I was there. All about getting that momentum hurt. back. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, I don't know if this is too deep of a conversation, but it's where I feel like it's leading. Um, and it's the idea of living life in comparison to other people. Ooh. Yes. Um, so brutal. So yeah. So we can jump into it. We Let's might. Do it. We might not get all of it. We can come back to it. In Let's another dive conversation. face first. Um, but I feel as though one of, if not the greatest struggle for me and for many others, is living life in order to be better than the other people and my perception of other people. Um, and yeah. so I'll look at, and it, it is legitimately from every area of life. So it can be another father. It can be another, um, pastor. It can be another husband. It can just be another person, just someone at the gym, anybody. Mm-hmm. And you just see how they're doing it. And you see these snapshots of their life and you're thinking, man, man I suck. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And that's a, I think that's the worst part of comparison is you don't see somebody uh, who's doing better than you, at least your perception is that. And it doesn't make you think, oh, that's so great for them. If I do this, this, and this, I'll get closer to where they are. Mm. It's normally, you see it and you're like, man, I suck. Yeah. So it's like the opposite. Uh, instead of encouraging you to improve in whatever you're self-conscious in, yeah. or you think you're lesser than, which would be great. Yeah. Most of the time, the comparison just is like, oh yeah, I'm not good enough. Mm. And I'm not as good as this person. And so I might as well just give up. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so much the lies in your head. I mean, and it happens all the time. Like I am just always fighting this. Like every minute of every day, it seems like. Um, Earlier you posted uh, like a little uh, Instagram story of you playing with Henry today. Yeah. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I felt guilty that I didn't spend that time with Titus this morning. Oh, I can never post again. No, <laughs> please continue the boast. But I like, that's just how my mind works. Yeah. And like, I know it's, I, I know that it's just comparison and yeah. I know that I have moments where I play with Titus too. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but it's just that constant thing that, that my mind is, is telling me. Um, what area of life do you experience it the most? Comparison? Yeah. Um, I had it in sports a little bit when I was younger because I was a competitive kid. Mm. Um, my older brother, Ben, probably all the time. Mm. Ben says he, he listens to these every single one. So what's, really? up, what's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. Thanks for listening, man. How you doing, buddy? Oh, if so if awesome. you don't text me and say, great podcast, I heard you say We're my name. It's a lie. I'm going to know you have not been listening. <laughs> I haven't been listening. Um, but for most most of my life, it was always like, Ben's faster than me. Ben's stronger than me. Ben's cooler than me. Ben's better looking than you. Well, that's never been the case. (laughs) No, No, just jokes. Uh, (laughs) But he went to the Navy and he's like a senior Mm. chief now, which is like a really high position in the, in the Mm. military and the Navy. 
So it's just like, man, he's such an achiever. Like he yeah. just gets it done. And I was the kid where it was like, I was, you know, fly by the seat of my pants mm -hmm. and I was just like, Oh, this sounds fun. Let me go try that. And I was just like very lackadaisical with stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I was always jealous and would compare his like drive to like achieve. Mm. Um, now it's definitely gyms and oh, yeah. people in the athletic slash motivation field slash like nutrition and fitness mm -hmm. basically. So if I see other gyms in the area post about classes that they've had. Um, and here's the thing about comparison too, especially on social media. And we know this, but it doesn't matter. We know that people are posting the best of the best of mm -hmm. their day of their experiences. Yeah. A, a gym is not going to post an empty class and say, Oh man, nobody came today. Yeah. They're going to post the full class that they're like, Hey, look at all these people here. Right. But the empty classes happen. Yeah. Um, so you're comparing your day, which may or may not be going well, to somebody else's best part of their day. Yeah. Like me with Henry is like that was five minutes. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, he's always just playing with Henry. It's like yeah. that was that was like maybe five minutes. Yeah. Right. And it's like we just I was like, Shreen, this is fun. Record it quick. Yeah. You know. So. Um, but yeah, when I see, I actually unfollowed a lot of people wow. on Instagram and Facebook, like different fitness people and gyms in the area yeah. because every time I would see it, I would have comparison and I would feel bad about myself. Yeah. I'm not doing enough. Yeah. Um, and I would feel fine before I saw it. And then I'd see it. I'd be like, Oh, I suck. I'm not doing enough. Mm. I'm, I might as well just quit. These other gyms are better than me. This other person is doing way more work than I am in this field. Yeah. And they're getting the reach of all these people. It's like, it's just not healthy or beneficial. Yeah. So, and it's lies. I mean, it's for the most part. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean the, the fact that this person is, is doing something more important than you or doing something. I mean, even if it's another gym, it's still comparing apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. Like you guys aren't trying to accomplish the same thing. Right. That's the big thing that I've, I've wrestled with and am, am zoning in on more and more. So going back to Ben, if it's all right, if I go back, absolutely. Um, I don't know if it must be a normal thing because my biggest comparison was with my brother growing yeah, up. I think it's like, pretty common. Oh my word. My brother, Justin, um, he just, he can do anything. He could do anything he wanted and he would do amazing at it. Mm -hmm. He's just that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and he'd be the best one on the field, on the court, on the stage. He'd be the best one up there. Yeah. Um, um, he got ridiculous opportunities, um, that opened up because of, so a quick story. He went to Media Bible Institute. Um, and I'm, I'm probably not telling this story exactly how it happened, but I'm telling it how a jealous brother interpreted the story. Sure, That's fair. Um, he was at Moody Bible Institute and casting crowns, a really well-known Christian band was coming to do a show, but they were running late to do a show there. So the organizers of the event did a competition where they had people come up and sing casting crown songs and they voted on a winner. 
My brother has an incredible voice. He was one of the people that they chose from this huge crowd, from a casting crowd. So he came up and he sang, like, Who Am I or something in front of this huge crowd of people. And he was voted the winner of this. Nice. And casting crowds was still running late. So they asked him to run back to his dorm room, grab his guitar, and lead this massive crowd of people in worship. Wow. It wouldn't like so he opened up for casting crowns. Like wow. these are just the opportunities that yeah. that he gets, and he deserves every single one of them. But he's written books, preached at big conferences, um, is pastoring a huge, a, a growing church in an awesome church in Guatemala, and so he's. I mean, he does so many cool stuff. So growing up and in ministry and everything like that, I was constantly comparing myself to him and mm-hmm. what I was producing to what he produced. And it's not a comparison. We produce very different looking things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized is that like, I could never be Justin. I can't, I can't be Justin. Right. As much as I wanted to do what Justin does, I do not have that skill set and those abilities to do what Justin does. But what I create is different and I'm sure Justin could do what I create, but it's what, what I was gifted to do. Yeah. And so I, I'm able to do it in the way that I, I can do it. Um, and, and he's so good about encouraging me and everything like that. I love my brother. But, um, but it was really hard growing up. I mean, he went to Moody Bible Institute. I went to Moody Bible Institute. He worked at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks. He worked at a specific church. I worked at that same church underneath mm-hmm. him. And um, so it was just, I was constantly in his footsteps, always comparing. Yeah. Um, and so there was this element of, of why am I not able to do what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then doubting myself and questioning myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm having to, to tell myself again, is that what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing because yeah. I'm a different person than Justin. Right. Um, and and my, my abilities and my giftings are perfect for where I'm at and mm. for what God gave me the opportunity to participate in. Um, and that's where I can find joy. Like, mm. Justin wouldn't be pastoring a small church probably because it would grow up to be a huge church in a matter of time. But, but God gave me the opportunity to, to do this and to do it, um, to do it well, I think. Um, but, but then that comparison goes on, just like you said, to other churches in the area that are, that are growing, that are doing exciting things yep. and comparing it to, to our small church. And it's just this, this reminder that like, we are not those things that, um, although we are all churches, we have different philosophies, different um, missional focuses. Um, and so uh, let me focus on me and what I'm doing um, instead of just comparing it, comparing it to what another church has been called to do. Mm. But that's hard. Dude, it's really tough. It's really tough. I think it's one of the hardest things to do, especially if, if you struggle with it, um, because however the human brain is programmed, I think we look for the negative a lot of times mm-hmm. as opposed to it takes practice to look for the positive. Yeah. Um, so when you're comparison, comparing yourself, comparison, comparis- I, I said that too. Comparisizing. Comparisizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, like comparisonization is just really difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> but I think back to what we talked about last time with me and like the gym, and um, I'll like stress with gym members is if somebody who hasn't showed up for a while or somebody's been struggling with things, 
I'll focus on that so much more so than the person who's been consistent for months or years and is crushing it and doing a great job and being like, wow, like I, I didn't do it. They put the work in, but I helped facilitate this person to achieve these things, you know, and that's a great thing, Yeah. but I'm comparing to something super negative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's and the not- hard part is if you try to do what that other gym is doing, you might not do it as well yeah. because it's not you. Right. And I think that's something that you're, we're talking about with Justin is like, yeah. and I have to do with myself and other gym, gym owners and fitness people is do your, do it yourself. Like be, be the best version of you that you can be yeah. because there is only one you, um, I heard a relationship guy, person talking one time about you shouldn't get in a relationship with somebody that's like you mm. because you already exist. Yeah. Like you don't need another you in your life. Uh-huh. Like you should just be you yeah. because you want to be with somebody who compliments you. Yeah. You know, um, you feel like Shireen is different than you. Oh yeah. yeah. Most definitely. We are yin and yang. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, salt and pepper. Yeah. Salt and pepper. That's right. Uh, someone, another, uh, Dr. Martini, he's a speaker guy. He talks about how basically it's kind of a joke, but it's also true. Is like, you want to marry somebody who enjoys doing the things that you hate to do. Mm. Right. So it's like, I like if someone hates doing dishes, but the other person finds it calming and and enjoyable and rewarding to get the dishes done. Like that's the person you want to be with. Yeah. Someone sucks or hates cooking. The other person should probably be good at it. Yeah. You know, someone's really good at the finances and the budgeting. The other person might be really bad at, but it's like, you want to find a compliment, uh, strengths to your weaknesses and vice versa. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how we got into that, but uh, comparison. Yeah, you're your own person. <laughs> yeah, just be just be yourself, and it also goes back to what I said of talking to Shireen and yeah. her kind of giving me permission to be like, just I want you to be you because that's what I fall in love with. Yeah, and I think that just reduces so much stress and anxiety and all these things when we allow ourselves to just be ourselves. Mm. Um, and sometimes we put on a facade or a mask for so long mm. that it takes a little bit of work to figure out who you are again yeah, when you decide like, okay, how, what does Mark do in this situation? Mm. Not what does Mark yeah. do because what does he think everyone else wants to see him oh, do? Man, what does Mark do? Yeah. What would I do in that situation? Then yeah. let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Um, and realize that it might not be the same thing that other people do. Well, and, and, and that's, that's, okay. the, that's not just okay. That's important. Yeah, you're right. I think it's important to be yourself and to um, be different from the people you're comparing. Comparing. I did it again. You're comparing yourself. <laughs> I think it's because yourself comparing yourself. Oh, maybe. Comparis, uh, well, comparison to comparison. Is that a word? Comparison. I don't think that's a word. Comparisonizing. <laughs> Anyways, we both have degrees. <laughs> what's the word? Compa- comparing. Com- compare, but what's the ism? Comparing. Comparison. It's not compare to com- comparison. <laughs> comparison. It's not comparison. I don't think there is an ism with compare. Is there? Is there an ism? I struggle with comparing. Compa- comp- you're so dumb right now. 
You need some sleep, brother. I don't think there's an ism word for it. Comparisonism? Comparisonism. That's a word, isn't it? Comparisonism? It just sounds dumb. It sounds really weird now. Comparisonism. I struggle with comparisonism. I would say I struggle with comparing myself to others. That's what that takes way too much time. (laughs) Too much time. That's too many syllables. Who has that much time? Anyways. (laughs) So how do you think we we work on it? Like, what's the uh, study fix Um, to comparing yourself? So, so I think it's being comfortable with who you are, and I mean that's a that's a big ask. Yeah, it's a big step. Comfortable with with who you are, but. I mean, I was, so I know for me, like I was always self-conscious about everything I did Mm. because I was convinced people were thinking, oh, there's a better way of doing it. Even if it's not the Mark way of doing it, there's a better way of doing it. Um, And so I was just super self-conscious. And it took, I mean, fortunately for me, like it took time to like see the results of my decisions and be like, oh, those were good decisions, even if they were just marked decisions. Oh, okay, that that is that did work out how I assumed it was going to work out. Mm. Um, And and I was able to develop a little bit of confidence in in who I was and and um, my my wisdom, I guess, and kind of my um, decision making and my thought processes. But um that that's hard to do to to become comfortable and confident in who you are instead of just living like everybody else cuz cuz finding an identity like that is that is one of the hardest things we do in life i think it's part of your purpose in life is to keep continuing to try to figure out who you are yeah yeah and i think it it is a lifelong process i don't yeah. think you ever fully have a grasp on it yeah and you're it, always nor does it stay and, the same i don't think yeah you're yeah. always growing and changing yeah but I mean, we've, we've talked before about like how uh, it as early as like middle school and even younger, like that struggle to find who you are yeah, um, and your, your purpose and where you add value and being okay and comfortable with people not liking that. Yeah. That's, I think a big part of it Yeah, is you want to mold to the group and you yeah. also want people to like you. So that's, that's one of the hardest parts um, that I experienced pastoring because because with churches, um, especially like um, non-denom evangelical churches, the main metric that many people use for excess is attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are growing numerically, then you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the, the main question I get asked from grandparents, relatives, friends, is to how are things going? Are you growing? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the main metric that's used. Mm-hmm. That's never been my main metric. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, it's always been a challenge for me because even though it's not my main metric, I know it's everybody else's metric as to whether they're going to view me as successful, as successful and valuable. Yeah. So that's the area in which it's a metric for me, not as if I'm growing, so I'm doing good. It's I'm growing. So other people think I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, but wrestling with like what, what makes me a healthy pastor? What makes our church healthy? is not necessarily growing by leaps and bounds and Mm -hmm. having a huge church. Um, and so when I, when I come to terms with the fact that other people aren't going to think I'm doing well, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing well. Mm. Um, that, that is a big step and a big hill to get over. That's huge. That's deep. Um, and so my, my, my uncle, who's also a pastor, he told me that, 
um, success as a pastor is faithfulness. Mm. Um, and so just to remain faithful. Um, and so that's, that's been a new metric of mine, mm. um, is just to, to continue on. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Life's yeah. a garden, dig it. Joe Dirt. Oh, okay. Another movie you need to add to your list. We should keep, I think that's five movies now you need to go <laughs> either watch or rewatch. I'm going to be so busy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, April, I have to do my homework. This is important stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so living life compared with what how other people view your life as successful rather than what you truly believe is successful. And I mean, the, the hard part is if you live your life how other people is successful, you are going to be constantly coming up short. Yeah. Because that metric never ends. Mm-hmm. If my church is growing, that's great. But it ever, if, it ever, if it ever stops growing, I'm failing. Yeah. Um, and I'm never successful. There's no number where like, oh, you've reached this number. Now you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather, if I redefine success as to what I believe success is, mm-hmm. um, that gives me a whole lot of motivation to, to make those goals and to to work towards that rather than trying to achieve someone else's goals for my life. Yeah. How absurd even is that trying to achieve someone else's goals for my life? But that's what I find myself doing so often. And what's it going to matter at the end? When you're, you know, let's, let's say you make it to 92. We're going to pick 92 for you. I think that's solid. And you're in our church just turned 92. That's fantastic. And, uh, and you're contemplating life and everything you've done so far. Are you going to be like stoked to be like, Oh, I'm glad I made all those sacrifices for my, um, my own yeah. whatever, so that I yeah. made other people think I was doing good by, based on their metrics. Man, I did it. I'm successful yeah. now because I did that. I don't think so. No. Most people say that they regret at the end of their life working too hard, not taking enough chances, not spending enough time with their loved ones, stuff like that. Yeah. So, If we're honest, the people that make the biggest impact are the people that don't look like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> are the ones that... So otherwise that, you blend in. Yeah, exactly. You another face in the crowd. Yeah. So the the weird, unique, crazy, strange, odd, you know, risk takers, people who are bold, usually are the ones that stand out and make a difference. Yeah. With that said, you don't always have to make a crazy big uh-uh. difference according to how the earth, or the world sees it to make a, a big difference. Just being a good parent or a good pastor or a good sibling is awesome. I have so much admiration for like pastors who pastor a 50 person church for 50 years. Oh my goodness. Pour into those families and then into their kids and then into their kids and have like these generations of, of loving and shepherding these people. It's just such a beautiful thing to me. I think so too. Pretty cool. Would it be if like, like I got to like, do Henry's wedding or yeah? How awesome would that be? That'd be so. Well, awesome. You do weddings too, so you. Well, could, I'm not you doing do. no. <laughs> I made my dad do my wedding. I kind I, I I don't regret it because he did a fantastic job. But my dad's always in pastor mode. Made mm-hmm. him be in pastor mode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Comparison is a is a struggle. And if, if anybody watching or listening figures out how to defeat comparison, please let us know. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, we'll do that. <laughs> and then we'll do that. Comparisoning. We'll but, but be confident. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in, 
and how God has made you. Be confident in, in what you're good at and what you love doing um, and pour into those things. Because when yeah. you do that, that is success. That is successful. Agreed. Absolutely. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, listening, and watching, a work in progress. Uh, we love having these conversations, and um, if you enjoy them too, we appreciate you being a part of them. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Yeah.